There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast with hosts Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of saintsnation.com, Kevin Held of the team drops the ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get his... I don't even have a joke, Dave! <laughs> Now, here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fans. You got me and Andrew uh, talking about the Saints defense, previewing it. Like, he did serious football talk. I did jokes. That was your extra podcast for May. Uh, so, Andrew, he's beating old women at tennis tonight, so he probably won't join us. Uh, so, it's Kevin's joining us again, thank goodness, and Dave. Uh, thankfully, the Saints, uh, nobody got arrested and nobody got injured. So, there's no Saints news except for they signed Bryce Harris. And if he plays in a game, Kevin, you'll be happy that you weren't watching in the fall. I could tell you that. Uh, oh, okay. Well, good. I mean, good. because he's like the he's like the tenth offensive lineman on the depth chart. He's like behind the the starting five: Kalamete, Remchek, uh, Landon Turner, and Khalif. What's his name? Khalif Barnes. Him too. Like, so that makes ten. That makes nine. So he'd be number ten on the depth chart. So. Uh, well, actually, so, isn't he also isn't he also behind the uh, the guy slinging beer in section six thirty five? Yeah, he is because the guy, the guy in slinging beer in section six thirty five is versatile. He can play guard or center or uh, give you a beer. As I'm drinking yeah. now, I'm drinking now. Uh, Shiner Bach, Stra- Shiner Strawberry uh, Blonde. It's very good. I'm drinking gnarly barley. It's it's like side. it's like a uh, it's like a drink. It's like a drinking a sweet tart. It's delicious. Um, so since we don't have any Saints news between like now and training camp, when we do these, these podcasts, we're going to do some preview stuff starting in June and early July, but going up to them, we're going to just do shorter podcasts with talking about like topics and different things. And, and this topic that I came up with today is Kevin, uh, if the Saints don't improve upon seven and nine. Is 2017 going to be the end of Sean Payton, Drew Brees? Not necessarily Mickey Loomis because he runs the Pelicans on his off days. So he's um, <laughs> he's he's tied into that. So he's probably not going anywhere. But, like, if they go 7-9 and nine or worse, is it going to be, like, next January? Is it all going to be over? Like, no, Drew Brees is going to walk. Sean Payton's going to take a year off and whatever. Like, is it, like, do you think it'll be over if they go 7-9 and nine or worse again? So we're assuming, so, okay, 
The question is specifically seven and nine or worse. Yeah. Uh, I think I could see that as a strong possibility. I mean, uh, I don't, I, I wouldn't, the only way I would bank on, on it being quote unquote blown up is if they went like, is if they just completely bottomed out. I'm talking like four and 12 or something. Uh, well then that means if they, went se- if they went seven, if they went seven and nine again, Ugh, it's, I mean, that, that, it's like, that's the thing. It's like, it's not bad enough. It's like, it's not necessarily bad enough to warrant a blow up but because it's happened so often that's what really makes you consider you can't, they can't tag Drew, they can't they can't tag Drew Brees though so he can walk so so, so but i i guess the I more the more intriguing thing the more intriguing thing for me is well what if they go 8 and 8 or what if they go 9 and 7 and just barely miss and miss the playoffs by a game well i I think then it de- like the not- then it depends on how did they go eight and eight and how did they go nine and seven like like say they start out at like nine and three and then Drew Brees gets hurt and they you know Ch- Fatty Daniels can't get him a win or whatever and they crash and burn and finish and and then and they go eight and eight or nine and seven then it's like um then it's like oh damn they uh you know if Drew Brees hadn't gotten hurt. They'd have clearly been a playoff team, but he's thirty. He's going to be thirty-eight, thirty-nine, and he's hurt. Do, do you sign him again? So then it gets that get that gets a really complicated scenario. Or if they go eight and eight and they have to dig themselves out of a hole again, uh, I don't know. I mean, Dave, what do you what do you th- if, if they let's start with the, the what do you think the odds are if they go seven and nine or worse? Do you think what's the odds of them blowing it up? I don't think they're going to blow. It. I, I don't think Drew Brees. Is- has any plans on on going anywhere? I don't know, man. He always chases the money. Uh, yeah, but so so what? So what? The Saints wouldn't pay him. I mean, I, I think the Saints would be happy. I think Mickey Loomis and, and the front office would be uh, more than happy to to keep Drew. I do um, too. But what if he misses? Like, and I, what, I think. What if they go like seven yeah. and nine and he misses a month? Do you want to pay him? Wow, do you want he, to give him two years? What if he wants like two years, forty-five million? Do you if want to you're him- if you're gonna if you're bringing in uh, an injury into the equation, then and missing time a month, which is a significant amount of time, then yes, then 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 okay, then that's that's a that's a whole different ball of wax. But if you're talking about them just having the same damn season they've had for the last <laughs> three four years, seven and nine, and he's awesome. You know, Drew Brees is healthy. Yeah, I mean, then I, I you know, I, I, I see Peyton being on the chopping block uh, in front of. Uh, Ooh, that's of interesting. You, that's in, that's interesting, Kevin. I don't know if I, I don't know if I see that. I think it's, I think, I think they're tied at the hip forever. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily see. I don't necessarily see the Saints firing. Would I don't see. I, I couldn't see them firing Peyton and keeping Breeze. I mean, that would really surprise me. Held. Well, go yeah. Ahead. Wait. You, so wait. You were asking me like. Yeah, like, Dave said he thought if they go seven and nine again, like Sean Payton is more likely to get whacked than than they not keep Breeze. I think that's interesting. I think it's both or none. Like I don't. I don't see. I wouldn't. I couldn't see the Saints keeping Drew Breeze next year and getting rid of Payton and bringing it and and elevating Carmichael or bringing somebody else in. I no. I don't. I don't think. Well, first of all, I don't think they're going to be elevating Carmichael. I don't think that's yeah. the. All right, that was a bad example. But like bringing in Gruden. Okay, well, 
I don't see. I don't see Drew Brees hanging, like staying if Sean Payton gets fired. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, why? I just don't see it. I just, don't, I don't know. I just. So you see him picking up and moving to a whole other city. I mean, he, he, so look at it this way: if Payton gets fired, he's going to have a new coach in, at, with the Saints. If Payton gets fired and he leaves and goes somewhere else, he's still going to have a new coach. Uh, I mean, yeah, but so what does it matter? In either situation- the spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Situation, he's got a new coach and maybe a different, slightly different system. But Breeze has been around so long and is so good at what he does. To be honest with you, I think if a new coach comes in New Orleans, Breeze is going to be like, look, this is what we're doing. This is how (laughs) we're running the offense. It's not going to be the coach's decision. It's going to be Breeze's decision. Breeze will be like, when I'm gone in two years, three years, whatever, then you can run it however you want to run Here's the thing, though. I don't – Breeze, his kids, they go half the year to school in New Orleans, half the year to school in San Diego. Like, I don't necessarily think him picking up is that big of a deal for him. like if it's fighting, what do you mean half? They they go to they they go to the second half of school in in San Diego. That's what I think. I think that's true. But wow. I mean, I, I, that's weird. But I, I guess also, Kevin, like there's no real landing spot for Breeze. Like he's not going to the 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 Chargers have Philip Rivers, uh, San Francisco, I guess maybe, but they're awful. Would he want to go there? And the Rams, I mean, they're not going to hit the eject button one year for. I mean, they're not going to. If, if golf would have to be really fucking bad for the Rams to hit eject on that, right? So he doesn't have many landing spots out west. Hmm. Um. Right. Yeah. No. Because the the Niners the Niners are a dumpster fire. Cardinals are. Ooh, I think well, Palmer's the, Palmer's uh, Palmer's still with the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they could hit the, the Cardinals. I mean, Palmer's always hurt. That's it. That's it. That would be an interesting one. Yeah, but you know, how much are they paying Palmer? I mean, would you want to put so much money on two quarterbacks? Well, no. I mean, they would hit the. I'm sure that what they would do is they would hit the eject button on Palmer and then bring in Breeze. You know, 
But th- that'd be I don't know how much I don't know like how much dead money they have to pay Palmer. But... <sighs> this is ridiculous. We're talking about Drew Brees going to the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like it's the off season and it's dead time. It's off season. I and know. It's, it's here's That's the thing. Like saying. I, I just ridiculous. think I think this is an interesting topic because look, if the Saints their their front schedule's brutal. Uh, you know, I think it's a real, I think it's a real possibility. And look, they didn't draft Mahomes because Kansas City jumped in front of them. But Kevin, they were thinking about it clearly. So like, they 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 the 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 wheels are turning for the post Drew Brees era already. So like it, you know, they ended up maybe they lucked out and they're gonna and they getting uh, Lattimore works out better than Mahomes. I think it will, but it may not. And, you know, we, you know, we may be kicking the day. We don't get Mahomes. You don't know, but they were clearly thinking about it. So it isn't, isn't crazy to think that they might move on from Drew Brees after what they almost did on draft day. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess that's fair. I guess I still can't believe they were thinking that. (laughs) Um, has that who 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 has confirmed this 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 the, the Pat, piece of information? The, the Pat Mahomes, well, the two golfers that got to go in the war room, and uh, the Saints didn't even deny it. They were like, we were looking at it. the Saints said, look, if Lattimore would have been there at eleven, we'd have picked him no matter what. But if Lattimore would have been gone, we'd have picked Mahomes. And Buffalo was like, yeah, if we stayed at ten, we were picking Lattimore. So I mean, like, it was gonna be it was. In all likelihood, going to be Mahomes. Um, Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin, give me a, before we get to the questions, which we have quite a few. Give me a, a, a rating of one to ten. Your odds of Drew Brees being the Saints' quarterback in 2018 on a scale of one to ten. How likely? Uh, one being one being not likely at all. Ten being very likely. I would say a, I'd say a seven and a half. I'd That's, say eight and a half. I'd say seven because he's thirty-eight, and you never know. Like the only thing I think, I think Dave's right. I think the only thing that derails it is is health. I don't see Breeze playing sixteen games and not being good enough to where the Saints would be like, "No, nah, we don't want you back, bro." Like I just, I, I, I mean maybe, but I just I can't I can't see that. Um, so before we get to, uh, questions, which thank God we, we have, we have a few, um, we had a little, uh, I don't know what you call it. Chris Cornell of Soundgarden Audio Slave, he died and he's like, I mean, Kevin, he's on the Mount Rushmore of like alternative music, right? You got it. You got him. You got Kurt Cobain, Eddie Vedder. Who would be the fourth guy on the, on the Mount Rushmore of alternative music? Maybe. Uh, I mean, uh, well, I, okay. If it's, if Juge is here, he's, he's saying Scott Weiland. Yeah. Uh, it, well, Hey, I'm just saying that's what Juge would say. Yeah. I would, I would say, I would say you're throwing Lane Staley up there from Alice in Chains. Oh yeah. Ugh, I yeah. hate Alice in Chains. <sighs> speak, speak. Worst. And here comes Dave with his bad opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta agree with hell there, Kev, Dave. I mean, come on. You, you don't like Alice Cornell. in Chains? Did you just not oh like alternative? Did you just not like? They, al- did you just not like the, alternative? The singing music? with like the two voices and and the tones that the two oh, voices make. Here comes it's... the rooster. Oh, yeah. 
So who's that? Is that Juge? I don't know. Yeah, I, picked an, I picked an interesting time to show up. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. We were talking grunge music, and Juge just chimed in after uh, after after breaking that old lady's serve. Juge, I hope the backup works because whatever you did, you called in on the fucking video stream and ruined everything. So uh, just I hope hey, I just I just call, I just returned the phone call. Whatever <laughs> called me. Dude. <laughs> and Dave drops out. So 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 Juge, so Juge, who's on the Mount Rushmore of alternative music? Of all alternative music? Yeah. So like Bush, Smashing Pumpkins would be in play? Band yeah. Play. What about Tool? Is Tool in play? It could be yes. anybody. Yeah, Tool is in play. Are we talking like fame or are we talking my personal choices? Fame. Yours. Well, okay. Well, 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 well yours, yours based upon criteria like fame and such and, and talent and what have you. Okay, well, talent for me is SCP, Stone Temple Pilots, number one. Not not because, as a band, maybe they weren't the best. Uh, well, I think they were, but I, I just think they were solid at everything. So lead singer, lead guitar, bass, drummer. You know, musically, every guy was equally solid. And I feel like some bands, some of the great bands were weighted towards one guy. So I would put them number one. And who is the lead uh, singer of STP? Scott Weiland. There we go. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, for me, I love Tool. I think they're incredible musically, so I, I would put them number two. Um, and then, and then three, three is kind of a tie for me. Alice in Chains and Soundgarden. Yeah. Um. If you rated, and Dave, you can jump in and 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 give your. Chris Cornell hatred, if you want. Uh, would you would you say how much of Chris Cornell's post Soundgarden stuff is better than the sound that of his post Soundgarden stuff? How much of it is better than anything he did with Soundgarden? Kevin or D Kevin or Andrew. Feel free to oh, I, I thought you said Dave. No, I was saying Dave can jump in with his, his bad music opinion whenever he feels like it. Oh, well, well, Juge, I think, fucked something up when he called in. He, like, fucked up my whole... I was texting <laughs> you guys. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I Chris Cornell's voice uh, irritates me. Uh, I've never liked it. I remember that summer, whatever it was, when Black Hole Sun yeah. was like... See, now my shit's fucked up again. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and that song was so popular and everybody loved it. And I, I could not stand that song. And to this day, his voice still just annoys the hell out of me. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, do you, what, what from, I thought, I actually like the Audio Slave stuff what better than Soundgarden. I know that's probably the minority opinion, but that's me. Is that, yeah. is, is that a fair opinion to have? I, I mean, I could, I wouldn't, uh, I, I didn't get enough out of Audio Slave. Like, I got both of their albums, but I didn't uh, listen to them nearly enough to, to be able to say that they were any better mm -hmm. than, the, 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 or, or, or even close to Soundgarden. Like, to me, Soundgarden just, like, got me at a certain age and, 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 and spoke to me or whatever. But, 
Audio Slave was still Audio Slave was still talented. I mean, Tom Tom Morello on guitar was still killing it, and Chris Cornell still proved that he could sing, and and still had the killer pipes. So, I I, I actually I actually think his solo stuff is what's is is what's going to be sort of or what has been lost or downplayed in the last week or so or less than Get a week since he, since he since he passed uh, dude i listen Stop i it. only got to see i only got to see chris cornell one time live he was on tour for the solo album euphoria morning and it was at the house of blues and he sang the hell out of everything he he got to demonstrate like like that that whole album that's a good album. Uh, that's a really good album. Demonstrated range. He demonstrated real good range on that album. So, Andrew, give me your best Chris Cornell song and album. The whole his whole catalog. Pick it. Well, Super Unknown for me is the best album by Soundgarden. Um, you know, I, I funny. I was never a big fan of Black Hole Sun. It, I kind of that grew on me later, um, but I kind of hated that song, and I thought it was so lame that that's what they were famous for. Like a Stone is my uh, favorite one. That's Audio Slave. Well, that, that, yeah. That's good. I, you know, Audio Slave, I liked Revelations, the song. Um, the first album by them was good. I, I, I'm with Kevin. Like, I, I, I love, love the idea, and I thought it was cool, but it just didn't really, for me, have the, the melody, the songwriting, and the darkness of Soundgarden, which, you know, kind of... Somehow, Cornell and that band, they made Darkness beautiful. That was mm. kind of like the thing. That was the painting that they drew, and, yeah. and that's really hard to do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, best super unknown best album for sure. I mean, for a long time, Spoon Man was probably my favorite tune. Oh God, I fucking hate Spoon. Man. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I'll I'll say. Uh, Man. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, the day I tried to live and blow up the outside world are probably my favorites. Those two. Yeah, Kevin, best song album. Uh, oh, wait, wait, blow up the outside world. That was on uh, the down up the up, upside yeah. yeah um okay so my my favorite uh my favorite album is, would be super unknown uh and my favorite my favorite chris cornell song is actually uh seasons oh, that's a good one it's uh it's from the the single soundtrack and that right i mean that is again cornell just by himself it's just him by himself uh, with a guitar. I, I don't even, I can't even remember what, what else is in there, but it's very, you know, Jude just talking about like, there's, there's like darkness or whatever. This isn't necessarily, it's not necessarily a dark song, but there's definitely foreboding. Uh, it, it, it is, it is uh, a, a looming darkness <laughs> quality to it. Dave. Yeah, I, I love how we're all, he sang all about suicide into- a lot. Yeah, he did. We've all turned into Matt Pinfield here. Today. I mean, it was sad. Yeah. It was sad, but I mean, you you, you kind of went, oh, he committed suicide. You went, yeah. I don't know. It was shocking. I, I don't know. This was pretty shocking to me. The catalog. Yeah, but this uh, was, I don't know. This was pretty shocking. This this was shocking to me. Uh, I read something. I can't. I I wish I remembered the name of the uh, the the post of it now, but it was basically about how depression you know, never goes away. It, it can topple anybody no matter how. And yeah, he had been clean and, and and healthy for the last decade. Well, that's the thing. He was a health nut. He had been clean for 14 years. He had teenagers. He had a yeah. fan, longstanding, you know, stable family. So 
you know, I know that sometimes you don't know what's beneath the surface, but, um, yeah, I really, he was like the one guy besides Vetter from that era that you really felt like, yeah, he conquered his demons. He's super healthy and he's yeah, in a good fair. place and he's cranking out music. All right, Dave, favorite. Or maybe it was autoerotic asphyxiation accident gone wrong. Oh, my God. I, I don't know, but I'll never forgive him for his cover of Billie Jean. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, do you want to give me I, a, f- a favorite Chris Cornell song, album? No, let's move on to Twitter right. questions. All right. Oh, actually, I, I, actually, I tell you what, I will throw this recommendation out. Since Dave, since Dave uh, abdicated an answer, uh, I will fill something in. I. Go on YouTube and type in Chris Cornell uh, one, and he it just he covers both the U two song one and the Metallica one together. Ooh, hmm. oh, is that the mashups on the mashups album? I I don't know. Yeah. No, no, no. It, this was like a live performance where oh, okay. he's playing he's playing U two's one. But he is singing. But he is singing Metallica. Metallica. That's interesting. I'm gonna have to check that out. Okay, Dave from Dale, Dale, Dale. There's no way to segue from that to Twitter questions, so we'll just do it. Uh, (laughs) So he asked, "Does Adrian Peterson play this preseason? He's never taken a preseason carry before ever." I don't know if that's true, but I'll assume he's correct. Uh, I didn't know that about Adrian Peterson. Um, I don't know if that's true of early in his career, but definitely, I mean, I can say for sure over the last five, six years, the Vikings never play him in preseason. I mean, I guess I would think that, uh, you know, for, you know, that, that was different when he was with the Vikings, he was, uh, the money man. He was their bell cow. As Adrian Peterson went, so go the Vikings. Uh, obviously he's not the main feature in this, uh, in this offense now. And also, I mean, he's coming off of uh, a pretty serious injury later in his career. So I think he kind of needs to prove himself and be just one of the guys. I read an article about this when he signed and they asked him about that. And he said he was open to playing in the preseason because he needed reps with the offense. And so he, he kind of stated that, yeah, I know I haven't in the past, but I kind of want to, he could, he could be, I I bet he ends up playing. It could be like the Deuce McAllister 2002 year where the saints were like, yeah, Deuce is the running back and we think he's going to be awesome. And we're going to give him like four carries. And they gave him like four carries against Cincinnati and had like 70 yards. And they were like, it's good. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't he have that 65 yard run? Yeah. So they were like, that's good. And then they were like, you're done. You're done. (laughs) See you in September, buddy. Maybe that'll be Peter's. But I think he'll get, he'll get, he'll get, he's going to get three or four. Um, I remember Mike McCarthy was the uh, offensive coordinator. And, uh, (laughs) Dude's like first preseason game breaks that long run. He's like, all right, I've seen enough. Yeah. This is from Balky, Andrew. Percent chance that Saints Twitter is right about PJ Williams and you're wrong. Uh, well, I mean, the thing is, Twitter isn't even rational. Like, Twitter even isn't even saying, like, yeah, he'll play 11 games. Yeah. In those 11 games, he'll be really solid. Not great, but just pretty solid. I mean, they're ready to put him in the Hall of Fame. Dude, I got so, into, I got into a two-hour Twitter argument with people when I was just like, you know, PJ Williams, he started one game. He kind of has the, ex- the NFL experience of a rookie as far as playing in the actual NFL games, and you would have think I'd said that he had no legs. 
Like, people were coming at me from every which way. Uh, Kevin. Uh... So the answer to the question, I would give it 2%. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Kevin, what would it take for Bryce Harris to play in a regular season game this year? Oh, God. I mean, we ran through this before <laughs> Jude joined the call. I mean, he's like 11th on the depth chart. The Black Plague? Basically, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, wouldn't I mean, wouldn't there have to be like a listeria outbreak at the at at, uh, at the training Stay facility? Stay away before... from the bluebell. <laughs> Basically, uh, this is an interesting question, Andrew. If one draft pick can be elite, but it costs us one early pick first, you have to you have to pick one guy that's elite, and you have to sacrifice one guy on IR. Who do you want to uh, be elite? Okay, so one draft pick goes on IR? Yeah, like you can make – if you make Lattimore elite, somebody's got to go on IR, and it's got to be first to third round. Who would you want to be elite, oh. and who do you put on IR? Well, Anzalone's going on IR, whether he <laughs> wanted to or not. So I might, as, I might as well go ahead and sign up for that. He's not wrong. Uh, as far as who's elite, um, I'm going to – I, I want to say Lattimore, but I, I'm going to say that I'm confident in him being good on his own without me making him elite. Yeah. Like I, I think if, even if he's not elite, like I think he'll he'll be solid. I think having an, an elite pass rusher changes this defense more than anything else. So I I would say Hendrickson. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Dave, who is the bust of this Saints draft class? Hendrickson. Anal <laughs> <laughs> zone. Anal zone. Anal zone career starts, Kevin. Over, under, four and a half. Career? Career. (laughs) Knowing Uh. that the last, like, five, if you take out Anthony, the previous, like, five Saints linebackers the Saints have picked have, like, less than five career starts between them. Under, I say the trend continues. <laughs> uh, let's see. Dave, how many touches will Cadet have this season, and does he score more TDs than Ingram since Peyton clearly hates Mark? I don't know whether Cadet makes the team, to be quite honest <laughs> with you. If uh, if Ingram and Peterson... Uh, no, and, he's like a cockroach, though, man. He just, he just yeah, lingers, man. but... Uh, no, but seriously, I mean, assuming everybody stays healthy in the backfield, I don't know whether he even makes the team. What's the biggest – this is from John Hendricks. Uh, Andrew, what are the biggest faux pas moves a fan could make at a Saints game, and who possesses the biggest threat in the NFC South? Who made the – say again? What's the, Sorry, biggest, faux pas, what's what? the biggest faux pas a fan can make at a Saints game? Uh, the biggest folk, I mean, throwing a a beer. I don't know. I I think I think a faux pas. It'd be it'd be like, like if, if no. The, here's the biggest faux pas you can make. You can go to the Saints game and you can be wearing a jersey of a random team or a jersey from another fucking sport. Like if you go to the Saints game and you're wearing a Durant jersey, you're a fucking tard. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. 
That's I mean, it's always it always happens. You know, every Saints game you go to, Dave, you know this. There's always one guy in a Laurent Landry Redskins jersey. There's there's always a Brady jersey. Um, but I, I don't know if most of those guys are Saints fans. I think they're just NFL fans that want to troll. Find their way to the Saints game. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, if you're a legit Saints fan and you're doing that, you suck. Yeah. If the O line stays healthy, Andrew, with Pete. Armstead, Pete, Unger, Warford, Streif, slash Ramchick. Will we be a top five offensive line? And where could running game rank? Without a doubt. Without a doubt, top five. I'm, there's no question in my mind. Um, where would the running game rank? Um, the highest I've I mean, ever I been guess... under Peyton, I think, is six in 2000. Yeah, I was going to say top ten. I mean, six. there's still the, – there's the barrier of entry of just – sheer volume of runs um you know if sean payton's going to commit to it but yeah top 10 for sure i think offensive line top five running game top 10 kevin i save this question for you and then we'll get out of here uh uh, I say General Lee belongs with the old Darren Sharper po- with the old Darren Sharper poster from Champ Square in the Museum of Politically Incorrect Nola Hero. Who else belongs in there? Edwin Edwards. Harry Lee. Did they they used to have like a painting of Harry Lee somewhere? He's got to be in there. Edwin Edwards has got it. Who else, Kevin? Who else? Who I got one that you guys uh, that you guys don't have. Who? Um. You know the street performer on Royal Street, the older black guy, and he oh, I know he dresses up as Uncle Sam, and he yeah, and he stands still while he acts like he's walking a dog. <laughs> do Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes. Well, that guy just like I think last week, he Kevin, you've heard this already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This guy, like last week, he was arrested and detained for murder charges for a oh. murder that happened in 1974 in oh. Florida. In Florida? Yes. Yeah. Now, I mean, this is obviously, there's no, he hasn't, I don't think he's been charged yet. Allegedly. Um, but he has, I think they're going to extradite him to Florida or do whatever, but um, they're holding him. It's a bad week for in statues New in New Orleans, man. Bad in- week. That's <laughs> <laughs> well played. That was funny. That was very good. Um, but anyway, so he might he might wind up uh, in that in that hall of uh, shamed New Orleans. Kevin, are we missing landmarks. anybody? In the, are we missing anybody in the hall of shame? I feel like oh we're missing uh, a oh lot. Vince Marinello. Oh, oh yeah, oh, great, great call. Oh great yeah, call. Vince. <laughs> Mar- yeah, Vince Marinello. Uh, How could we forget Vince Marinello? I can't. Marinella? Funny. I think I've told this before, but my 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 I have a Vince Marinello story. I think I've told this before. I'm going to tell it again real quick. Uh, Did you know him? I worked with him because he would fill in for okay. Buddy when Buddy would go on vacation at WWL, right? So he was filling in for Buddy, and, and we got Charles Grant to uh, do an interview when he played for the Saints. This was like 2003, 2000, 2003 to 2005, basically, is when I worked there. So in that range. So anyway, we had Charles Grant on the show as a guest. And during the during the interview, like Charles Grant is clearly like eating during the interview, which if you listen to this podcast, I don't give a shit. We eat all the time, man. It's part of the charm. <laughs> Vince Marinella, he lost his fucking mind <laughs> on the air and in the break. Like he was in a 
rage. Like, he was being a smartass. Like, Charles Grant, like, what are you eating there, Charles? And Charles was like, chicken wings. And it just, like, made, like, like Vince Perna, like, went, like, his face turned red. And he went crazy. And I was like, that dude is weird. Uh, but that's my. That, that's so you're not surprised. No, no, I was not. And that's my that's my Vince Marinella story. I was like, that dude is weird. I'm just like. Well, did Charles Grant just break him in half or? I don't know, dude. But Charles, I mean, he was like you could tell he was. Eating. I mean, you know, we all. Charles Grant was involved in a. Wasn't <laughs> in a, he in, in the mix on a murder? Yeah, thing he too? was. No, 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 no. I, I, I thought his. I thought he was with somebody. Body. I thought he was. With a lady and she got stabbed. Yeah, she got shipped. Yeah, he was in the middle of it, uh, but he gotcha. wasn't like blamed. So like it was just gotcha. I mean Vince Marino, like his like like his face was like like almost like purple. But anyway, so that wraps up the show. <laughs> Hopefully the audio issues I'll be able to resolve them and you'll be able to listen to this podcast. So go to Saints Nation. Andrew's got quick shot from Nick Underhill and other fun things. Dave's working on that Saints preview that he'll have up by Thanksgiving. And me and Kevin are on the Twitters uh, talking all things. So until next week, the bar is closed.